Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, good whatever it is for all you good folks out there. Welcome to CNC Sci-Fi Vlog. My name is Cliff or Drake Konas. Right below me is my brother Nate. And to my left, well, yeah, to my left uh, on the stream is my daughter Christina. So we are here to discuss... <sighs> Episode 5, Chapter 15, The Believer, which opened up a whole lot of doors for The Mandalorian. So before we get into spoilers, before we get into spoilers, I'm just going to do a quick summary of what happened. So, Inmate 34367. Last week, we left off with the Razorcrafts being destroyed. Moth Gideon had received had gotten a child. And um, so, and then uh, we had Mando going to talk to Cardoon about the, sh the Marshal, about freeing up Migs from the, uh, who we knew from the first season. Um, so that's basically what happened. We started off with her going to get Migs. She gets Migs. They go on. Wait, 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 wait. Is it Migs or Mayfield? Mayfield. But his first name I thought was Migs. And I might be wrong. Hold on. Let's see. I can just simply, if only there was a way like the internet that will tell me. Migs Mayfield, sir. Right. Ha ha! Don't mess with me. Exactly. Anyway. <laughs> so they I got Migs. They uh, had to infiltrate a base, uh, an Imperial base on a world. Um, some interesting adventures happened. And they ended up getting the coordinates. And the last thing was a nice little message to Moth Gideon, which I clapped for. I clap for that was that was a yeah I'm coming for you so that was the brief summary and we're through with the summary and I'm gonna warn you and I'm gonna let Nate warn you too spoilers is coming spoilers, spoilers are coming if, if you, you don't like spoilers and you don't want us telling you anything get the hell off the stream right now so five four three Two, one, spoilers ahoy. So we open up after the recap, which, you know, reintroduces to Gideon and uh, also introduces the Migs Mayfield, who was a criminal, still is a criminal, in the uh, first season where they stormed the Republic trooper, to, uh, Republic ship to get to free um, one of the other characters' brothers. And he and Mando ended up capturing everybody except the brother who whose base got destroyed, I think, by the uh, Republic, by the New Republic. And so Cardoon goes to the planet to get um, Mayfield and Mayfield's like, OK, what's going on? What, what, what's 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 happening? What's happening? Inmate, and inmate three, four, six, six, seven. <laughs> if you, you don't get your butt. Now, see, you when she got there. I was laughing because he's just like, I need to know what's going on. And I'm like, dude, they just took your shackles off. I'm going with her. <laughs> you're working in an imperial. Well, you're working for the New Republic, but you're dismantling imperial junk. You're basing on a junk world, working a detail, and you're prison. right. And you're complaining that the marshal comes to get you for a new assignment. I, 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 no, I'm gone. I'm out. <laughs> Wherever you're going, I'm going with you. And Christina, what did you think about you know their interaction and then the 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 robot guard? I thought it was hilarious because they're just like, 
well, where am I going? It's like, what kind of prisoner would just be like, what if I don't want to go? What? (laughs) (laughs) Why would you? (laughs) So dumb. (laughs) What if I don't want to go with her? No, bye. I'm I'm going with you. (laughs) So Kara, he's still asking what's going on. And then he sees um, Finnick and Boba Fett walk down and he got scared. He's like, oh, I thought it was I thought it was you was somebody else. I thought you were Mando for a second. And then Mando walks down. And he's like, ah, oh, man, just send me just on back. I'm I'm done. Right. Now, yeah. what I will say is that Boba Fett is back to wearing his traditional stuff underneath his armor. So he's got his black gear on underneath his armor. And it looked like the armor fit a little bit better this week than it did last week. And maybe that's just me. I mean, it had been years since he put it on. And, yeah, and I'm trying to figure out. If the armor stretches out, depending on who puts it on or what, but I mean, maybe it's got you know adjustable straps on the inside. I don't know. <laughs> we to work it out, but it looked better. It looked best. Yes, yes, it did look better on him. And uh, Phoenix looking her usual, don't mess with me self. And Kara is always looking, don't mess with me self. So both of them, they are a pair. Um, and later in the episode, you will see that they are a pair to be reckoned with, regardless of who you are. Um, so they leave the planet and Mayfield decides to help them. He's like, well, what do I get out of all this? You know, I'm helping you find Moth Gideon and I'm risking my neck. And we find out that he used to be a Imperial sharpshooter, um, which, of course, Dune takes offense to because she was a jump ship trooper for the Republic. So mm-hmm. that's already clanging, clanging, clanging. They don't like each other. And I'm just well, he doesn't even care. He's just like, whatever. I don't. I don't even know you. You don't even know me. You don't know what I've been through. Um, and so he told him that, yeah, we got to go to this planet, you know, um, that has, there's this planet that I need to plug directly into an Imperial console to figure this stuff out, to find Moth for you. And it was a secret uh, Imperial base that was mining a very explosive <laughs> um, We talk about nitroglycerin level where if you hit it wrong it could blow up what was the name of the stuff i i didn't write that name. Um, yeah some some at least it wasn't impervium or ultimatum like freaking avatar <laughs> yeah but i mean but that stuff was straight i mean highly volatile mm-hmm. what was it what'd you say cj no it's redonium but i was making a joke about adamantium oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so they get to the world and um, they land and then they're looking around, you know, and there's a sh- um, basically a semi. That's basically what I'm going to call it. An armored semi that's you know, transporting these goods because it's highly volatile and it can explode. So they have to, you know, break into the ship to get onto the base. But there's two issues. First thing, Cardoon can't go with him because you have to be scanned at the console to get this data. And they have to make sure that you're not wanted by the secret police because the ISP, who was the Imperial secret police, run this base. And yes, they're still around. <laughs> and um, so she can't go because she's known as a Republic, you know, Republic trooper. And then Fina can't go because she's wanted. And Boba, who keeps his mask off, he can't go because they might have him on. His face is recognizable. Now, did you guys catch that when he said that? Because that harkens back to the clone troopers because they all look alike. 
and he looks like a clone trooper. So, yes, he's Boba Fett, but to all them, he's just another clone. As far as he's an expendable clone, they don't care if he was Boba Fett that you know that his dad had him or whatever. No, no, that doesn't matter to them. They care that he's a clone trooper. His face recognized. Exactly. Even with the burn scars or whatever, if they scan him, he's recognizable. So Mando has to go with him. Um, and Mando, as we all know, has a thing where he doesn't take off his armor or his mask. He doesn't take off his helmet. And we kind of went over this in our first episode. And he is actually part of a different sect of the Mandalorians. Because if you guys notice throughout the episode, um, Boba has no issue taking off his 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 helmet. And neither does um, I can't remember uh, Bocasan. She doesn't have any problems. Anybody? Bo so there was two sex. Right. Yeah, Bocasan doesn't have a problem taking off her mask. No, and if you watch the Rebels or not the Rebels show, no, even the Rebels show, Sabine had no problem taking off hers. And then Clone Wars, they there was different folks, but it was basically a sect of the Mandalorian people, which believed the old ways, which was nobody can see your face, nobody. Um. And I kind of wondered how that worked if they got married or anything like that. <laughs> how, how, how exactly would that work? Um, so um, Mando has to go with him. Of course, Mando has to wear um, Stormtrooper armor or the truck driver, transport driver armor in order to do all this. So they end up storming a transport vessel that's going and Dune shows off her abilities of basically just roughhousing the two drivers that... that, that why they don't, one guy goes down and the other guy's not calling in like, hey, we're being hijacked. I have no idea. It, All it, I know is, I, I love when Doom kicks butt like that. I just be like, that's so hot. I'm sorry. It, 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 <laughs> that's so bad. I'd be like, go ahead, Cara, go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she had no issues kicking butt. That's Oh, dope. It's just dope. Which gets us into the next segment when her and Fanny, but I'm going to let you get there. Just dopeness. Dopeness. So, so uh, Mando ends up switching, putting on the Stormtrooper armor. We don't see this. It, he does it off screen, of course, and he gives Kara his um, his armor to keep. Um, but I, I love Bill Burr's character, who is... Um, Migs Mayfield, who's sitting there like, oh god, this guy, all the juices are still in here, and it's just so sweaty. And I'm just sitting there like, oh, oh like even the hands were wet. That's what I <laughs> like, oh, that's that's so they're driving along the route, and you see some destroyed ships, but the whole time Mayfield is talking to him about things and, and discussing his viewpoints on the world. And he, you gotta admit, Mayfield has some very valid points. Very. And some of those points pointed back to actually the movie that everybody hates from the sequels, which is The Last Jedi. And Benicio del Toro's character was like, Empire, New Republic, it doesn't matter. They are all bad to certain people. And the people on that world, they had been occupied by the Empire for how long? New Republic never came down to help them. No, and and these people, it's basically like going in when no offense to us, but it's basically like when America goes into a country, takes it or it, it liberates the people, and then just leaves them, and then there's still remnants like ISIS still sitting there doing stuff, and the people are destitute, can't do anything, 
And it's kind of like that. Um, so they go through the town and looking at the sad faces on the kids the whole time. Mayfield has his mask off, which I found interesting because he had his mask off all the way up to the base and kept it off. And I'm like, I could have sworn that in um, Force Awaken, um, he kept Finn kept getting yelled at for having his mask on the whole yeah. time. But then when you look in the base, when they eventually get there, like there's a bunch of people with their masks off. Yeah, but most of those people were like minors, and some of them were officers, and officers never wear masks yeah. unless they're the stormtroopers. And so they're driving along, and they start getting attacked by, I think, I guess those were other natives, maybe the indigenous population, not the, the Terran population. When I, um, because I, I always watch it with subtitles in case I miss something, and it said pirates. Okay, so they were What? Why are they pirates with thermal detonators? What are you pirating? You're going to blow up anything you pirate. Well, I think that was the issue. I think this was their rebellion or the people that were fighting against them. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I think that's why they were labeled pirates because they were trying to keep you from getting anything. And that's mm -hmm. why they had the thermal detonator. You know, I think a better way would have been rebels, but you know, it is what it is. Right. So Mando's trying to keep him off the ship because Mayfield's driving the, 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 the truck and Mando is shooting it and Mayfield's like, um, hey, stupid. Maybe you shouldn't do that, which was also a callback, I think, to aliens where, you know, they had them say, um, you can't shoot this around all this stuff because the whole area could blow up. It's basically a thermonuclear device. Um, so Mando ends up going up top, fighting off the pirates. What I found interesting, uh, Nate, Christina, is that when he got hit, he's used to having his Mandalore armor, his Vesper armor. Oh, yeah. And the Stormtrooper armor is weak trash. No, it's not weak. It's trash. Straight up trash. One hit like and his shoulder armor is gone. He's like, um, what? <laughs> right. Yeah, and he got hit and he's like, wait a minute, that didn't work. He's still kicking butt, though. And he was still... I mean, it explains why stormtroopers die with one shot. Yes, it does. <laughs> but this also goes back to something that has been going on for a while and everybody's like, well, why can't the stormtroopers hit anything? The clone troopers were bred as fighters. The current stormtroopers were not bred for fighters. They were people that were commissioned or they were basically military and they weren't trained. Nobody was there to train them. It wasn't like they came from a fighting force of well, folks. But if you remember also when they would conquer certain, you know, how they would bring them in is that they would be conquered worlds and they take the kids and bring them in. So, I mean, these kids weren't trained and stuff like that. And so, and then, and they were part of conquered worlds. The Imperials mm -hmm. were going there to steal children. Yes. And they were probably, once they grew up, they were given armor and a gun and told to follow orders. Oh, they were probably given armor and a gun at a young age, but they were not taught. They weren't taught the rigid discipline to be, you know, what the, what the emperor really needed. He just had it by mass. They had so many that they were just able to keep stuff and everybody was scared of the emperor. I mean, heck, they had star destroyers. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? <laughs> so there, so Mayfield can't drive fast because the, the stuff they're transporting is very volatile. Um, so it ends up after Mando has taken out at least three of the skiffs of the uh, pirates or rebels or whatever you want to call them that then eventually six 
I counted, no, it was actually five or six of the ships came up, which to me, I was like, oh, it's on. And Mander was like, okay, we're going to do this. Whatever. He, he, was, one by he, did one. Whole, he did his whole Captain America thing. He was like, I can do this all day. <laughs> but then the TIE fighters came in. And I think that was the first time I've ever seen anybody cheer for a TIE fighter. <laughs> True. And did anybody else get afraid when the TIE fighters just started strafing? And I'm like, um, Dude, yeah, I was like, why are y'all blasting so close to literal explosives? Did, what, what are you doing? <laughs> this is why y'all don't get shit done. Yes, exactly. They don't get nothing done. They, they, they accomplish what they barely accomplish what they are able to accomplish. I think they, I think the empire only wins because of, failed. right. They only win because of force. They don't win because of precision or skill. It's force, basically, and sheer numbers. And so they get to the base. Everybody's cheering for the base, and they're all saluting everybody. And so they get cheering for their heroes because they were the only ones that ever got the transport of of the pressure for the day. For the day, right. So there was two other ships that was in front of two other transports that was in front of them that got destroyed by the pirates. From what I'm gathering, it was by the pirates that mm-hmm. they got destroyed. I mean, um, explosion. So. Mm-hmm. so they get there, and there's a there's a basically a break room there, and that break room has the console that uh, Mayfield needs. I and when he's, wasn't this the officers' hall or whatever it was? Uh, no, because there was regular troopers there. It wasn't just an officers' hall. That was like a canteen. Think about it. There was armored troopers there, and they were not all officers. There was some just sitting in there chilling. Um, what I did notice is there was a lot of normal folks standing around that I think was just the miners of the uh, stuff that they were transporting. Um, I think they were sitting there a lo- around a lot. They were they weren't sitting in the canteen, but they were sitting there, you know, thanking uh, Mando and, and Mayfield for the stuff they did. So Mayfield is about to go in there and get go on the console, but he's like, I can't do this because his old commanding officer, because this is how the force works, his old commanding officer is sitting in there. Um, and his commanding officer, who was, um, let me see what his name, Valen Hess, who was played by character actor Richard Brack, who is just... Whenever you... I didn't notice him until he actually went up and started talking to them, but when you see him, you know you've seen him in some movie at some point in time because he is just he's a standout actor whatever he's in and he's usually a character actor um, and he's usually very violent and he's never on the side of good, just put it that way never, ever on the side of good, I don't think in anything I've seen him in, he's always been an asshole or the villain or something like that um, but the big thing about this is the links that Mando goes through to find the information on Grogu. That's how important Grogu is to him. He took off his armor and changed his armor. And in order to get the information, he had to remove his mask. Which, if you remember the first episode of the first season, the um, his protector, she asked him, has anybody seen your face? Because that's a basically offense to their religion. To, to the part of the Mandalorians that they are, you know, nobody can see your face at all. And, um, well, Nate, you can take it from there because I've talked a lot now. <laughs> well, I mean, first off, remember, Mando, I want to back up a little bit. After Cara Dune had beat the heebie-jeebies out the two transport drivers for the Imperial, 
Mm -hmm. um, Mando switched into into the stormtrooper outfit with the mask, and then gave his uh, armor to Cardoon. So now we fast forward to we get inside. They're in the 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 cantina, officers' quarter, wherever it is, officers' hall, and then, um, of course, you know, the guy he's with, he can't, and Mayfield can't go in there because he's his commanding officer. So then, it's amazing. Mando goes in, and Mando has to screen his face, and so they first scan. The storm trooper mask, and then of course it's about to start going on. So he takes off the storm trooper mask, and that's how important Grogu is to Mando is that he reveals himself. And then um, the commanding officer, what is the commanding officer's again? Name Bell and Hess. Bell and Hess. All right. Well, Commander Commander Vest, or is it Hess or Vest? Hess. Hess. H e s s. Well, Commander Hess then says he wants to talk to him. And, of course, Mando doesn't know what this would have been part of any of this stuff. Oh, he, he asked him for his TK number and all this other stuff, and Mando's just standing there like, huh? Uh, uh, I don't know what to say. And then all of a sudden, here comes Mayfield, like, okay, that's my commanding officer, and here's our time. And you got to speak up because he lost his hearing. And I was mm -hmm. like, that was brilliant. I was like, that was actually pretty good. Well, he did say he was a fast talker. And he did say that, you know, I can't, I'm, I'm a good fast talker, but I won't be able to get a fully armored Mandalorian into the base. I'm right. good, but I'm not that good. <laughs> right. And so, so now during this whole conversation, Mando doesn't have his helmet on. So mm -hmm. now everybody, he's been, this, he's been unveiled, if you will. And so then they turn around and the that uh, uh, Hess, Commander Hess, who is a mean, evil so-and-so, mm -hmm. he goes and he says, let's have a drink. And that's where we celebrate that you guys are the only ones that got in. And this is where it gets good. Yes. Because that's when Mayfield challenged that commander. Because all of Mayfield's brothers, if you will, were killed in this terrible battle where this basic commander sent all of his people to be slaughtered. Ah, I'm glad you brought that up. And I don't know if Christina realized this, but the operation that Mayfield was talking about, Operation Cinder, is from Star Wars Battlefront 2. That is the thing that set off the story mode of that, where the Empire basically set satellites around planets and destroy them. Yes, that's what Operation Cinder was. Somebody wants to come say hello. Oh, good Lord. Elijah, you don't? Okay, all right, just watch. So, yeah, so that's what Operation Cinder was. It was actually, it's, it's been in a bunch of books, but it was also in, the last thing that we saw it in was Star Wars Battlefront 2, which was a game. Oh, and so, now, I, what's amazing about that is Mayfield, poor Mayfield, lost all his. Christina might want to put herself on mute. I don't know what that is, but, um, And so, Naita, thank you. And so, Mayfield lost all his friends, all his trooper buddies, and 
the people, the indigenous people on that planet all got wiped out because they tried to fight against Imperials because they were like for freedom. No, and actually what Operation Cinder was, was, and you didn't know this, was Emperor Palpatine, when he died, he left a message with droids and the droids sent these messages out, basically saying, if I die, the empire has to die with me. So take out all the worlds you can. And that's what Operation Cinder was. So basically they didn't care. They wiped out whole populations. And I, and I understand that. But again, if you, you got a key on something. Mm -hmm. um, when he said that the people of that planet were just yeah, trying to fight. Right, right. And was just trying to fight so they could be free. Because, of course, uh, the, the you know Empire was just trying to wipe them out. And that's when I was like, this commander is a cold piece. When he was like... Well, we outlived, we out survived them, or we outlasted them. And then he says, and while the new republic is in chaos, we're can becoming even stronger and we're gonna take it back over. And they're not gonna want freedom, they're gonna want order. And, and when he said order, mm -hmm. I was like, the new world order. The first order, yeah. Literally, that first was order. what I said. I was like, first order? What? First order. First order. Exactly. And so that's what I was like. That was the precursor for knowing that we're going to bring the first order. That's what I was trying to get to. Right. But the other thing that came out of that was the I and he had a very valid point. And this is stuff that we've heard before that, you know, dictators and, and, and conquerors say that, yeah, these people say they want freedom, but what they really want is order. What they really want is somebody telling them what to do. And as long as they got somebody telling them what to do, they're fine. And that is what the emperor has always thought. And that is what he instilled into his officers. That's how people became officers, because they had to show that this initiative, that they were down with the emperor. And that was their initiative was to make sure that the empire lived for as long as it could and that they showed order. And at that point, I think Mayfield just had had enough. And he, he, I call it the the the, dang, the Django moment, um, which was when um, Django's buddy, who had freed him, who was a bounty hunter, just said, "I'm sorry," and he killed um, Leonardo DiCaprio's character. He was just like, "I'm sorry, I had to do it." He was an asshole, and that is exactly Mayfield just said, "Bloop." And I don't know if you guys noticed, but there was that yeah. moment of hesitation. Yes, when like, yes, yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everybody said that shock like he didn't. Yeah, he did. No, I was cracking. <laughs> and that's why stormtroopers die so easily. <laughs> oh, that baby laughed so hard. He was like, Did he just shoot him? Yes, I did. And I loved how Mayfield, the way the Mayfield shot the trooper that was sitting there shocked. Yeah, he, he was, was like, <laughs> That was hysterical. I, I had to pause him for a second. He just he's just like pop. Yeah, he's gone now. He's good. He's good. <laughs> He'll be yeah. all right. Yeah, that to me that was dope. And the look on Mando's face was like, You shot him. <laughs> Wait, what? Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My bad. So the heat of the moment. He was making right. he had to go. <laughs> he, he had to go. <laughs> 
I mean, this built on Mayfield's character, and not only did it build on Mayfield's character, but it, um, it, it, uh, it, um, also built on you know everything that the stormtroopers and imperial troopers went through, um, because not all of them wanted to be there doing this. They they had a job to do. Um, some of them were down with the empire. Some of them wasn't. You know, some of them like. Han. Han joined the Empire to get away from his world. Really? Jackson? Hi, Jackson. (laughs) (sighs) So, you know, and it was it was a lot to take in. So at that point, everything breaks out in the cantina and the uh, police are coming. You know, wait, wait, wait. What What did I I mean? Christina to unmute because I need Christina to talk about the dynamic duo. Christina, we're gonna hand you the baton with the double lady duo. Okay, so first of all, they they're like on this hill. This is we're talking about Cardoon and Fennec. They're like on this hill by the base. Both of them got fr- freaking sniper rifles in their hands, and I'm like, oh, it's about to go down. <laughs> and so they're talking and they're just <laughs> like, all right, so we gotta take out those cannons in order for Boba Fett to come with a ship and like come get us. And Finnick's like, eh, I, I, I got the cannons. You you worry about the sword troopers. And I'm just like, well then, <laughs> okay. And so when Mando and Mayfield are trying to escape, they're like shooting stormtroopers, you know, doing their thing. And there's a window behind them. And they like bust out the grate. And so they're like climbing out the window. And the first stormtrooper that comes out after them, he's dead in like two seconds. Yep. <laughs> Literally two seconds. Doom away. was not playing. She was like, <laughs> <laughs> and like they're like Mayfield and uh, Mando are like kind of shooting at them. They'll like shoot at them every now and then. But most of the stormtroopers, Cardoon's like, boop, boop, boop. she's like playing freaking whack a mole with stormtroopers, and it's mm-hmm. hilarious. And then what happens after that? They like jump and then. No, no, they climb up the ladder. So they're walking across the thing and they're walking across the ladder. The funniest part about that was the one stormtrooper trying to peek through the unbroken thing, trying to shoot them. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Are you going to shoot? Who trained you? Well, well, he got shot at point blank range, so he got what he deserved. (laughs) But who trained him? His training officer should walk in there and just pick him up and go, stupid. <laughs> and so Cardo and Finna do their thing. They get on Boba Fett's ship, and then Mayfield's like, hold on. I got I gotta I gotta do something. And he just takes one of those guns and he's and he's just aiming. And I'm like, what in the world is he aiming at? And they zoomed in like literally just a little bit. And it was like it, there just happened to be one of the transport ships with the Rhydonium open. With the top open, yeah. The top open. So that you could see it. And they're in like these like, kind of like fire extinguisher like containers. And so he's just kind of looking at him. And I'm like, how? I'm sorry. Well, he is an Imperial sniper. He was an Imperial sniper in another life. We're like, nice shot. (laughs) (laughs) While the whole base is just exploding. And that was um, Boba Fett's gun, actually, the, the one he had when he oh, was on that was Tatooine. The, the, that was his, the, like, the Sam People rifle. Yeah. Um, how about the like, combat in uh, Slave One? When when the TIE Fighters was fighting, was flying after Slave One, and Boba Fett's just like, yeah, yeah, hold on. Beep. 
ahead. Just give me a second. Bye bye. <laughs> and he dropped a bomb on her and basically blew him up. All you see is Cardi and Fennec being like, "All right, yeah, all right." So our heroes all joined back up. Mandel's got his armor back on, but they ended up letting Mayfield go, which I figured that was going to happen. I either thought one of two things was going to happen. Either Mayfield was going to screw them or they were going to let him go in the end um, because of all the stuff he had done. Or he could have basically died at some point, you know, trying to save them or whatever. But I figured they was either they were going to let him go or he was going to betray them one or the other. Um, I'm glad it was they let him go and it wasn't a betrayal because I don't think I could make, take another dang story. <laughs> another damn, oh, you got to go on this quest over here. Although next week is the end of this season. So it'll be interesting where it goes. And the last scene before the credits is Mando basically giving Gideon the same line he gave him, gave Mando in the seventh episode of the first season. Basically, like, you you think you know what you got. I love storytelling. It's so good. Yes. You know what I like about all this? Really, I was like, guys, tell him. You know what I like about all this? They have Dave Fillion, and we've said this before, Nate and Christina, have brought together a wonderful universe. And not only has mm -hmm. he brought it together, but his storytelling and everybody, John Favre and these directors, they are bringing Star Wars more to life than the sequels ever could, than the prequels ever could. They are interwoving, interweaving not only the TV series and the movies, but also the video games. I had no idea about Operation Cinder. I have Star, Star Wars Battlefront 2. I played it, but I never played a single player. And I knew there was a story of a Imperial Trooper in there that, you know, she didn't agree with whatever they were doing. And it was after the Empire had fallen. So come to find out, this was what she didn't agree with, which was them destroying all these worlds because the Emperor is dead. And it's just like, you know, basically gaslighting. <laughs> but um, they have interwoven all, interwoven all this stuff together, like every facet of Star Wars that they could. And thanks to Fillion, we now have Thrawn. I thought Thrawn was gone. What was that, CJ? I said I wanted to bring that up, too, because um, the video that I posted, uh, the, the YouTubers that I watch, they have a podcast that they do every week. And I think in, like a couple weeks ago, um, one of them brought up The Mandalorian because they were like talking about movies and like shows and everything. And uh, he was talking about how this show is really beautifully done in the way that it like literally fills a bunch of freaking plot holes that Star Wars has mm -hmm. and things that aren't covered in like the animated show or things that aren't covered in the movies like it's filling a lot of plot holes about like where people were and what people were doing and really like filling that time period gap between the original trilogy and then where we pick up in Force Awakens. Right. And we now know how Snoke, we kind of know how Snoke, where Snoke came from. We did know in the Revenge of the uh, Rise of Skywalker that it was, you know, from, you know, the Emperor was in control of it, but we never understood where Snoke actually came from. And it appears that it was grown from DNA from Groku and some of the other, in Grogu and some of the other earlier season or earlier part of this season. Um, but next week is the end of this season. So it's going to be exciting. 
Um, I'm hoping it's not 35 minutes like the last, like this one and the one prior. Um, I'm hoping it's at least an hour because it's going to be a lot of stuff they got to go over. I'm wondering if Ahsoka is going to show up in it. I'm hoping she will. But I'm also wondering if the Jedi that Grogu called for is going to show up either at the end or during the battle with Moth Gideon. So I guess the question I have for you two, and I'll start with you first, Christina. Is Moth Gideon going to make it out of this season? I, I really don't think so. I really think that he's like fulfilled his role as the big bad. And I think at this point, it's real personal for Mando that he's going to make sure he's dead. Like, I, mm -hmm. I really don't think it's like at all. I think they're setting up real nicely for Thrawn to come in in season three, which has been announced. Yes. We'll get to so has Kenobi. Kenobi has been announced and Ahsoka has been announced and there's so much. We'll get to that. Yep. Mr. Nate, Big Nate, will Moth Gideon get out of this season alive? Yes. <laughs> no. You think okay. he's going to continue to be the big bad? No, I think I think that I think he's going to be defeated, mm -hmm. but I don't know about killed because I think that's why Thrawn will be able. Well, either way, that's why Thrawn's going to be able to come in is because Moff Gideon's been defeated. But you know, we got a Beskar staff. And we've got the Black Saber, so this this fight's gonna be epic. Um, by the way, um, some of the other theories I've seen, and and some people actually took the time to decipher all the text that Boba Fett had on his armor when he was showing it to Mando to prove that it was his armor, mm -hmm. and they've come up with a theory. And I'm wondering what you guys think of it. That it's actually not gonna be Bo-Katan that ends up being the leader of Mandalore, but actually with it because of his lineage and he can, and how far down he goes in the line. Like he is a higher level Mandalorian than she is. Although he's a clone, but he, I mean, he was a conscribed uh, Mandalore, but he's still considered a Mandalorian. So will he end up taking over the reins or, or leading them with the dark saber and leading the Mandalores wherever they're going to end up. Going. I thought Bo Boba Fett was a simple man making his way through the universe. I didn't. I just don't see this cat saying he want to be on the on the throne. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying it's not a good idea, but I just that Boba Fett is a loner. Now this dude gonna be over what a million people? Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know. Is is it a million people? I don't know. We don't know how many Mandalorians are left because they're spread out throughout the galaxy. Throughout the known galaxy and probably part of the unknown galaxy. Oh, see it, but greatest things have happened. Mm -hmm. So I do think Moth Gideon is going to be defeated, and I think he's not going to last throughout this um, season. I think next see next week will be his last episode, and I'm hoping. I don't know if they have the money for it. For, from the rumors I'm I'm hearing that maybe Michael Fassbender will play Thrawn, which would be interesting i mean they did get rosario dawson but unfortunately rosario does not demand the paycheck that fassbender would uh demand you know um but i think we've got an interesting time coming for us um next week in this final showdown well not final showdown but at least the season finale showdown um for the current storyline and 
that's about all I think. Nate, any other things you want to chime in on or any things we might have missed? Christina had a point, and I want to let her get to her point because she kept saying, we're going to get to something. We're going to get to something. I want to know what she wanted to get to. Okay. Christina? You're muted. So, first of all, is me that, uh, am I still muted? Hello? No, no, no we can hear you. Yep. Cool. So, first of all, Disney Day, big day, uh, lots of announcements, lots of Marvel, lots of Star Wars, super dope. Yes. Um, during Disney Day, they announced that Mandalorian Season 3 is coming out in December of 2021. Mm-hmm. It's already confirmed. I'm pretty sure it's already in production. So that's amazing. Um, they also announced the Obi-Wan Kenobi. I don't know if it's a movie or if it's a show. Um, it's a show. But it's a show. Interesting enough mm-hmm. for that, Hayden, Hayden, whatever his last name is, Hayden Christensen. Anakin is coming back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hayden Christensen is coming back as Darth Vader. You know what? Oh, that's cool. He's coming back for. I could care less if he came back as Darth Vader. If James Earl Jones is not the voice, we got problems. And James is still alive, as far as I know. If he's not back as Vader's voice, then it's a problem. I mean, even Rebels had James Earl Jones as the voice. What was that you you cut out? I said I was excited when I saw that he was the voice of Vader in the animated show. I thought that was right. Better. Right, he was the voice in Rebels, he's making his money. Yes. Yes, there's and a lot of... And they also announced the Ahsoka show. Yes. Is that going to be live action or is that animated? I didn't see. Yeah, because okay. I think Rosario Dawson is on that too, which is probably why she's not taking a lot of money from Mandalorian because she has her own show coming up. So I'm hoping if she's on there, that means we're going to get Ezra and Sabine. And I'm wondering who they're going to have play Sabine on that show. Um, and Sabine was, of course, from Rebels. Oh, it, that's if they take off to that point. We don't know if they're going to take off from where, um, you know, is it going to be like from her time on the run from the Empire or up until Rebels when she started showing back up? Or is it going to be after the Rebels show and after Mandalorian when she, her and Sabine off to go find Ezra and Thrawn? Nate, your ideas. I tried to stay muted because I didn't know if that would have helped Christina's, but it didn't. But in any event, you know, I, I'm gonna tell you something. I, I, I can't really see past this next episode. I'm so excited and giddy to see how this is gonna turn out. Are we gonna get the baby back? Are we not gonna get the baby back? I mean, there's a lot of different twists and turns that could happen. We could have this showdown because I mean, I mean, Mando went right back at. Moff Gideon, some old good, the bad, and the ugly. I will get the baby back. Mm-hmm. I mean, and Mando was dope, and Moff Gideon, I don't know why I got the only fly in America right in my living room right now. Anyway, mm-hmm. so I mean, Moff Gideon was pissed. So, I mean, it could be that they attack him. I mean, we're going to have this showdown. But that doesn't necessarily mean that Mando's going to get the baby back. Yes. You it's know? very easy that he could have transported the baby someplace with the doctor. And he's not even on Gideon's ship. And, or, or, mm-hmm. or Moff Gideon, I mean, Moff Gideon is not fully defeated. Or, um, 
we have a situation to where that's another thing. There's no guarantee that it that these that the any sort of Jedi is going to come to any aid. We might not see Ahsoka. There's just so many different ways it could go. I wonder, like people say, was the Jedi going to show up that he called? Maybe not this season. Mm-hmm. Or it could mm-hmm. be a blurb at the end of this season. It could be the last thing we see this season when they're they're either, you know, either they have the baby or they don't have Grogu. And then all of a sudden this Jedi comes into view on some other place saying, oh, yeah, I got to go do something or I'm on my way. You know, something like that. Something right. to that and, and, OK, so they weren't successful. Now I got to go get them. Something, you know, real quick. And then all of a sudden we'll all go oh, at the same time, you know, mm-hmm. and then we'll be doing that next weekend. You know, so we'll see. I, you know. Can I can I just say this? I don't want it to be a Skywalker. I really don't want it to be Luke. I don't even want it to be Leia. I don't want it to be anything with the Skywalkers. I think they have built a nice little thing, even though Soka's in it, that and Boba's in it, that detaches, that shows that Star Wars is just more than um, Luke and Anakin and Anakin's family bloodline. Because I think thanks to the sequels, everybody's just about tired of the Skywalkers because it ended up being all about Rey in the end. It was all about Palpatine in the end Um, and not really about the Skywalkers, who we all thought were like the saviors of the universe when come to find out, no, it's Palpatine's cloned granddaughter that saves the universe and takes over the Skywalker name. Um, Spoiler if you haven't seen it, but it's been three years, so I'm sorry. Raise a Palpatine. I don't care if she takes on the Skywalker name. She's still a freaking Palpatine. It still ends up with the Emperor somewhat winning, although his kid is on the light side of the Force. His granddaughter's on the light side of the Force. Um, I'm hopeful that we do see some Jedi in the next one, at least one at the end. I'm just hoping it's not one of the Skywalkers, but with my luck, it'll probably be Sebastian Stane, although I don't see how he's going to do that if he's working on Falcon and um, the Winter Soldier, which I saw the preview now, for you that, know, and that looks awesome. You know what would be so dope, but we know it's not going to happen. We understand because this person, I don't think he would have been able to keep under wraps this long. Mm-hmm. But if it was a one-handed Mace Windu, it's, it's possible. I mean, who knows? I don't think they could have kept under wraps this long, but you will see. Wait, but if it if Maze comes around that corner, you will see a fat man run up the street. I will lose it and be running down the street screaming. It was Maze. It was Maze. It'll be bad. It'll be terrible. Well, how old would Maze be? Make sure y'all have bail money. Please how make sure would, y'all have bail money. How old would Maze be? Mace. So at the end of um, Revenge of the Sith, he was probably about forty. Early, early or late forties, and he lost his hand and he fell off the thing. And then it's twenty years later, so he'd probably be okay if he's fifty. Then he's in his seventies by now, which would be dope if he's in his seventies now. That would be dope. I don't want Mace training Grogu because he's an asshole. (laughs) And the reason I say that is he is one of the reasons that Anakin ended up the way he did. They were not. Yeah, go ahead. And that. Why he went out a window. You don't mm-hmm. think he had the last 20 years to reflect? I think he would be perfect. 
So the question is, has he reflected and learned or has he reflected and become bitter? Because Ahsoka reflected and learned a little bit, but she also had become bitter to the whole thing after all. But she went through a whole lot different scenario than what Mace went through. She was basically ostracized by the Jedi and considered a citizen after they, you know, blamed her for something she didn't do. But Mace went out a damn window because he didn't yes. trust Anakin. Damn mm-hmm. it, and got his hand cut off. Yes. My thing is, you know, I would I it's a flat like, like, right. like I said, oh gosh. It's a straight <laughs> long shot, and I'm not saying it's gonna happen, but it would just be dope. It would be so dope. So Christina, where do you think we're headed? And I'm gonna mute myself to see if that helps with your connection. I don't know what's going on with my connection. I turned Wi-Fi on to see if that would be better. So far, it's not. And whatever. Um, I think, I don't know. I also want to see a Jedi show up next episode, um, but I really also think it'll be something like what Nate was talking about, how they'll just appear at the very end. And it'll just be a glimpse. <laughs> and that's how they'll like tease the rest of the third season, because that's what they did for season one. They have Moff Gideon show up for like all of two seconds and us see that he was alive and being like, oh, well, that changes things. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's probably what's going to happen. We might not actually see them like be healthy. I think Ahsoka will come back because like she cares about the kid. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty sure it'll just be a tease of whoever it is that Grogu called. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Um... Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. It's. I think it's going to be an interesting season finale, and I think we're in for a world of interesting things that's approaching, and then we'll have even more to discuss because we'll have even more shows coming in, um, although I don't know how long. It's, it's probably going to take them three years to get everything filmed. I was. What's interesting to me is that they were able to film the second season of The Mandalorian with all the COVID and stuff going on. And granted, it's a very light cast and there's a lot of animatronics and Mando and the baby are usually alone by themselves in flight and blue screen or or animatronic animals. So it's not like he's really around a lot of people, but they got a lot done with what's been going on in the world. Um, so hats off to them and, and everybody there that has created and woven this story that we've um, found ourselves in right now. So, with that being said, I think we've got all out that we could get out for this. And I want to thank you all for joining. Again, my name is Cliff for Draconis, as you know, on Twitch. And right below me is my brother, Nate, Big Nate, sitting out there in New Mexico. And then <laughs> to my left is my lovely daughter, Christina, who is a superstar in her own rights. And so we'll talk to y'all later. Y'all have a good day and many blessings to all of you.